Welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I am your host, McCarter, and we are back with Tim McCormick, round two. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to be doing video with you, yeah. and we can just have a little sesh, and like, Beautiful. I just re-listened to the episode we had before, mm-hmm. um, and so I was like feeling really like rejuvenated and Good. excited to like hop back into a lot of topics, like Roundup and mm-hmm. all of the Ooh, yeah, my favorite. craziness <laughs> it causes, and yeah. Yeah, what goes into cannabis nutrients, mm-hmm. and I want to hear more about what your cannabis nutrient company is doing sure. and beyond, because you're working with like not even cannabis stuff anymore, too. <laughs> no, which we're is, evolving, yeah. Yeah, like all like agriculture, mm-hmm. you know, animals, humans, we're also interconnected. Absolutely. And I love it, and I love that, yeah, I feel like we're so like-minded mm-hmm. and we have such a good base from the other interview so I'm just so excited to like dive back into your yeah, mind yeah, let's do it. again Absolutely. um so tell us what you've been up to I guess in the last two years and I'm gonna load us a little bit of a dab with my new Puffco proxy <laughs> beautiful <laughs> yeah no um we've been you know we've been really starting out in cannabis for the past five or six years, but these, these organic materials that we make into cannabis products and cannabis fertilizers, they apply to every crop you can imagine. And we have such a, uh, a a set in stone way that we grow our bell peppers and corn and all the soybeans that we produce in the United States. So there's very limited materials that people want to use. Um, you know, the industrial revolution came around in the thirties, kind of set the tone for us, you know, plowing fields a lot more tilling fields and it caused the dust bowl and so then we kind of reevaluated how we're doing this the industrial agriculture and we the, the world war ii came around you know we had all these leftover munition supplies so it's like oh instead of making bombs with these chemicals we can just feed them to plants so we grow so, so we grow our plants with a bunch of these industrial chemicals like potassium nitrate ammonium nitrate that go boom and go boom bigger so you know? dumb. And so it's just, it's what we were taught. You know, we had all these new chemicals. We didn't have to put manure down anymore. We could actually put down, you know, some chemicals and the plants grow twice as fast and oh, you can do wow. half the labor, you know? And so we've been, we've had these, they call it the green revolution. Right. Coin, we, I remember we touched right? on that the so, first so, yep. episode. So go so, back, listen to the first one <laughs> if you haven't already. So they started the green revolution and we've just been stuck in our ways since then. It's, it's the way, you know, it's how it, it, we just do things. And so um, these materials we've had, they've only been around for about 35 years, 40 years. And if you look at the giant scope of 120 years of industrial agriculture, it's in the infancy of like these new organic materials. Because right. we were able to take or, or, or traditional organic means like seaweed and manures, and we can use our technology and even like plant extracts like, like uh, geranium oil or citronella oil. We can isolate the specific terpene out of them now with our technology. We can Whoa. take we can take soybeans and render them down to their pure nitrogen form. So we don't just have to use ammonium nitrate or urea to spread nitrogen on our fields anymore. And this is all newer technology because we haven't we just haven't been like we're in a technological revolution right now. We just haven't had the the wherewithal to take all these organic means and turn them into materials that that work conventionally, that work in a in a sense of um, uh, uh, the, you know, they're, they're cost effective. They don't take a lot of labor. They can fit with the irrigation system. So it's all, it's all new materials. So, you know, we've just been trying to figure out how to, how to take these materials and get in the lawn and garden. So people around the house can use them for your plants. You don't have to spread, you know, chemicals on your plants. Right. Um, you I, know. F- I feel like almost, sorry to interrupt, no, no, but no, you're fine. I feel like almost the main 
thing is that we had to wait like 20 to 30 years to see like the the negative effect that all of these ideas like that people had in the mm-hmm. 50s yeah. like where they would go if they yeah. were like going to be beneficial or like go negative mm-hmm. and i think that's also like such a big thing like thing it's all hitting right now like mm-hmm. everyone's realizing all of the impacts and like where it's being tied back to and it's like we're all realizing it all at once like the science is there we have the technology now Mm -hmm. and we have like everyone's more educated Mm -hmm. too that i feel like we've ever have been yeah they're more conscious and aware now and so it's just like it's all coming to a culmination all at once and so that's that's my biggest motivating factor right now is like okay how do i get these materials in lawn and garden how do i get these people there's these materials in chicken coops to help yeah, kill all the pests and pathogens in a chicken coop without harming the chicken itself. You know, yes. so it's, you know, I a, feel like that we talked about that last time too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's it's important. It's uh, I think it's a it, it's a a step we all have to continually take every single year to better our our understanding of of what's going on and and how we can do better at growing yeah. crops, growing food, treating animals. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it definitely is. I feel like it's a community effort, and yeah, that's ready for you if you want it. <laughs> oh, just so you know, we are hitting some sunshine, rosin, strawberry cooler number one. I just cool. pick, picked oh, that's it up. delicious. Who's right? That, who's that from? It's sunshine extracts, I think. Sunshine solventless. They used to be sunshine extracts. Huh. A, like, they used to be not very good, but apparently they've gotten a lot better. I was just at Eclipse Dispensary last night, and then mm-hmm. uh, Caleb, who's hopefully going to come on, who's an amazing bud tender, super knowledgeable, um, he was telling me all about it. Cool. And I was like, I'm down to try. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, wait, so I had so many different questions of like, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where we want to go first. Um, so really Tim's just trying to, you know, change agriculture and how we do everything. I love that. No, that's amazing. <laughs> like, I love that, like... I do think, like, you can change the world, first of all, because you you. have the background and, like, you know all the science and the chemistry because your background is in, like, chemistry and, like, pharmacology and Mm -hmm. then agriculture and all that. Um, It's just so crazy to me. Like, I keep going back to, in my head, like, the juxtaposition and how it's just so ridiculous that in Colorado and most states that are legal for the testing, you know, they're testing for heavy metals and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. But then the air that we're breathing is not even up to those standards. Yeah. So like how, where do we go with that? I'm just like, I feel like that's such a paradox. Like it is. And the, you know, it's, it's a big, if you, if you, you gotta look at like a steak. You're not gonna eat the whole steak at once, right? Like you gotta chop it into tiny pieces. Well, so it's like, how do we? Some ha- people try to eat. <laughs> so my, my thinking is, how do we? How do we take this giant steak of problems and chop it up into digestible pieces and actually figure out a way to? So true. To to fix it, because you gotta do one step at a time, right? Like I I have this conundrum with cannabis, because you're right. We test for heavy metals. We have a list of approved pesticides and not approved pesticides. So you can't spray like myco mycobutanol on on uh, cannabis because once you light on fire fire it turns into hydrogen cyanide that's insane. That's not good but we can cook <laughs> we can spray it on bell peppers apples grapes and it's a fungicide right for mildew and so the, 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 the weird thing to me is like okay with cannabis where we can we have a list of things you can and can't do but in, in our food you can spray whatever you want 
it's like you and were there are the there bugs. laws happening right now to like try to be passed that farmers like shouldn't be able to spray that stuff or are people just not even aware i think a lot of it is people aren't aware of what's on their food you know, I've, if, uh, just so you know, you I've know. bought only organic <laughs> since we talked good. two years ago. Good, good. Like, we you've be... had such an impact. <laughs> I can't even, like, tell you. Like... Oh, good. That makes me happy. <laughs> no, we have, we have to be aware because these chemicals we're using are not good chemicals. And we have no clue. No one talks about it. Like, when they're sitting at the table with, like, their fa- everybody's family dinner, like, no one's talking about, oh, they probably use Roundup on this. Or, oh, they probably use abamectin on here. Or, like, what chemicals I've been telling my parents. And it's important. <laughs> it's so important because, like, we don't... Kind of what you said. We don't understand the impact of the 50s until now. We don't understand the long-term implications of these chemicals that we're using. It just works right now. So we're cool with it right now. But no one's concerned about the future, and I don't get why. It's 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 these freaking little devices that are in front of our faces all the time. The phone. It's like like blinds us. You know, we don't see the peripheries like a horse and blinders. But I mean, you know, the good thing it was so that that's kind of like the irony of it. I find humor and irony. It's ironic that cannabis. We have to just laugh about it and smoke more weed because (laughs) what else are we gonna do? But the beautiful thing also, like double edged sword, right? It's kind of ironic, but it's also like really cool that like in cannabis we're starting to have pesticide limitations we're starting to have limit like a list of approved products so if we can take that methodology and apply it to modern agriculture and like how we grow our crops this is the you could look at like this is the start to that this is a start to having a list of is that happening are people seeing the irony there is people in and the legislative factions that are trying to to see they see it as restrictions so anytime someone says anything about like what we shouldn't use on ag, it's like you're restricting ag, but it's not. They're you're like, like they're taking our money. And so and, and you <laughs> also understand that like these chemical companies, they 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 have a very uh, big footprint in Congress. I was just gonna say yep. the lobbying. Yep. Okay, wait. Something I wanted to ask you about too. That's <laughs> sorry, a little bit off track, but um, I've talked to other some other guests in the past and like you know done some Reddit research. Sure. Um, what's your view on like the portobello mushroom scandal and, you know, like Paul Stamets has said Mm -hmm. that he's gotten death threats and like how rooted in like the, you know, Congress and lobbying and like, you know, Uh, what can you shed light on? (laughs) Cause my sisters had no idea what I was talking about. Sure. Uh, yeah. Again, one of the things not talked about. Um, a garotene, a little background for everybody, a garotene is a protein inside the portobello and baby bello mushrooms um, that are as a carcinogen. And you, it, it, it's... Can cause cancer. Can cause cancer. The, <laughs> to be the, the, frank. Good, the good part is it's, it's, um, it's, it's sensitive to high temperatures. So it will break down. If you can cook it, I think a couple minutes at 450, it'll break down on the proteins and render them neutral. Um, you know, Paul Stamets came out about this. I, I am by no means a mycologist. I'm just a, a chemist that makes fertilizers. Right. So in my, in my scope, you know, I, I avoid as an organic fertilizer company and organic pesticide company, like I avoid carcinogens. Like I won't use growth regulators that are carcinogens if I know about it. I think, I, I think once you get industries that are built on generations of revenue, it's really hard to, say that you're wrong it's really hard to say that you are causing harm 
because they built there's families reliant on this there's farms reliant on yeah. growing all these all these mushrooms um same thing with any crop you take soybean farmers but why and corn wouldn't farmers. sorry why wouldn't they want to get out ahead of it is my from like a pr standpoint <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know um, they're just like we're gonna keep hiding it forever i i i think i think they're waiting for 100 percent proof put it that way i think you know it's all up to the uh, you, you have to prove it and get show, me, it. show me the studies <laughs> show me that it's doing this show me that i am directly causing this and until you can prove that they consider it as a, a non-factor you know it's like you're just bullshit it's essentially the way they view it and this is why it's contentious because you have mycologists like paul stamets that have you know done the research and have seen the analysis and, and other mycologists and different analytical chemists are like you know here's the here's the data and then you have to render, does that data apply to this this person or to this side of the industry? It's, uh, I don't know, ag, ag, is, ag is hard because you have a lot of families that, and a lot of companies that are rooted for generations, for, for decades. I mean, Monsanto's been making chemicals since the late 1800s. I mean, they're still making chemicals now into the 2023, yeah. you know? So it's like, you have, how do you... They have so much money. And power and control over it because they've been the source of, of a lot of these, this this production of these, we call it a resource. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's all it is. We're just, pre- farmers just producing resources. Mushrooms, corn, soybeans are all just resources. Just like... Cannabis. It, cannabis, just a resource, <laughs> you know? Actually, it's really cool. Cannabis actually is at the top, is in the top five um, crops. Uh, as far as like crop value in the United States. Wait, that's cool. I know. So you got corn. Corn's like at twenty five billion. Uh, then you got soybeans. Soybeans is around twenty billion. Then you have um, wheat. And you have cotton, and then you have cannabis at eight billion. It's it's our, it's in our top over. five crop values. Yeah, no, it's super cool because um, we love weed. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good for you, and I think it's good for society. Yes. So what do I say say, with that? What do I say to my parents when they're like, you're like this, I agree. They're like, we know that cannabis isn't bad, but it's the smoking and the, she's like, even vaping, it's hurting your lungs. You cough up like phlegm, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you say? Even though like, cause I have obviously all the best devices. You do. (laughs) Um, and I also, oh shoot. I meant to grab, I have the new stores in Bickle, Mighty uh, Flower Vape. That's really nice. Mm, I don't think I've ever seen that. Okay, well, I have to go grab it really <laughs> quickly. Um, but wait, yeah, while you're finishing that and with my question, ruminate for a second. Okay. <laughs> I totally forgot because I wanted to smoke some of this <laughs> flower. Can I get anything for you? Mm-mm. I'm good, coffee. Hi, 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 Hi,
November. Mm-hmm. The vet said he was like one. Uh, cool. We don't know. <laughs> they checked the rings in his tree. Yeah, I'm like, how do you know? Like, okay. So back to the question. Well, this is the device. I'll pack it for us. Okay. That looks crazy. Put the flower in there. Okay. Interesting. I'm like out of breath because I ran. <laughs> so what what do you say to the parents that are concerned about yes. the, the impacts, the negative Thank impacts you. of cannabis? Mm-hmm. Particularly um, sm- like smoking. smoking. So smoking is never good for you. Inhaling small little particles of plant and anything dust. I work with organic fertilizers and you still shouldn't inhale this micronized powder. You know, I work with like less than one micro, less than one micron calcium carbonate, and it's it's so fine that once it gets in the air, it just kind of stays there if you don't have a fan because it like suspends in the air. And if you go inhaling that, I mean, it's it's not good for you. Calcium carbonate is like limestone, you know. So it's like what even would it do? even burning plants. I mean, it it kind of just scales your lungs, and you'll get in your lungs. Your lungs have to. Your lungs are are beautifully engineered to to fleck, if you will. That you have you have these these uh, microvilli in your lungs, like finger-like, um, finger-like, uh, organelles, I guess. Wow. And it's to increase surface area in your lungs because it's a whole bunch of like up and downs and valleys and peaks. Mm-hmm. And so once, you know, any type of substance gets on there, like tar from say like, cigarette smoke or, you know, um, particulate from like dust or, or even like burning plant matter, it gets in there and it irritates it and it causes your lungs to go and just like kind of oh. fleck it off of itself. Like when you cough, it's your lungs go expanding out and then contracting, expanding out, and it's, so it's, that's not it's good. flinging. Cool, it's good. It's flinging the particulate off of your lungs, so it can go into your airways. You can hawk up mucus, and then your mucus. So traps it's good it up. that you're coughing. Yes, it's good that you're coughing. It's bad if you don't. It's not. It's not. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm a real real easy way to look at it is like the difference in particulate, right? Your lungs constantly will cough. So coughing is a good motion when you're inhaling particularly like with like cigarette smoke or, or cannabis smoke because it, it, it's release, it's removing the substance off of your lungs, right? Oh. Now, the difference comes down to what's going in your lungs, right? The, what, the type of plant matter. Tobacco is leaf, um, leaf matter that you're smoking. It has a different profile, a different composition than flour. With cannabis, you're smoking the flowers. So there's more oils and resins and and, oh. and less plant matter on the flower than with like tobacco leaf where there's tons of plant matter and it's tar. So they did there's a, a bunch of there's okay. a handful of studies out there that show that if you smoke cigarettes, the tar gets on your lungs and then causes lung cancer, right? Right. And because your 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 lungs can't flick it off. Oh. You know, it can't remove the tar off of it. It's so sticky cannabis that's why there's no virtually no lung impairment you actually can help uh, improve the function of lung use because your, your lungs are now removing substances off of itself by coughing so so i say coughing's good you shouldn't like of course like a dry cough is bad like hard coughing is bad but coughing itself is a is a good thing for your body to do because it's the cleaning process of your lungs so with um with cannabis though it doesn't stick to your lungs. Your lungs can't remove it. And if it does stick to it. So then they did a, a combination, a study of a combination of two. Like, can we take um, cigarette smokers and have them consume cannabis and help remove the tar off their lungs? And it actually can help not only remove the tar, but if you, if you consume cannabis and tobacco simultaneously throughout your longevity of smoking or like, or in combination of, 
um, it can actually reduce the, the 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 tar and the staining of your lungs from tobacco by up to fifty percent. What? Yeah, Wait, you can actually, you can actually, you can cannabis can actually heal you from the damage that tobacco can do to your lungs if you use them simultaneously or together or in combination at different times. Whoa. Yeah, and so together, mind blown. Using cannabis and tobacco together is better than using tobacco alone, because tobacco alone, your lungs can't handle the tar, but the cannabis allows your lungs to one reduce inflammation because it's an anti-inflammatory molecule and two it can cause you to want to cough and expel and then it'll get trapped up in your mucus and that's why you have saliva in your, in your mouth and allows you to hack it up and spit it out this is incredible uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's it's a fantastic plant and do you want to try that absolutely <laughs> wait that is amazing i'm like <laughs> what do you think of this that's nice right what is it so it's the, by the people that make the volcano it stores in Bickle. That's why. Oh, okay. This is like their portable version. So same That's te- awesome. Same technology. I've had my volcano for as long as I've been smoking, like yes. uh, 12 years. I have one too in that closet. 12 years. And it's still 13 <laughs> years and it's still running. Oh, still, that's great. You, the, the, no, I didn't get a new nozzle because it gets old after a while, but. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this. I am That's ex- awesome. Excited. I crush it. Yeah. Thank Good you. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wait, that, oh so, my gosh, that's so, incredible. So I guess on, I on the parent, cannabis. <laughs> on the parent topic, um, there are worse things that you can be doing to relieve yourself. Way worse. I mean, alcohol is everybody's go-to and we're told alcohol is great, but it's a toxin for your body. It's a poison. Yep. It, it kills brain cells. It causes liver cancer. Alcohol is not a good thing to constantly cope with. And as humans, like we have stressors in our life. So we're constantly looking for things to cope with. You know, we get we're groggy and tired in the morning, so we eat, drink coffee to or wake tea. us up. I'm or tea. I'm a big hot tea yep. person. I went through a big hot tea phase last year. And I, no coffee. I just wanted to feel like, like what's up? What, what's, how's life off coffee? Yes. And off, off this is caffeines. green jasmine. I love jasmine tea. I was getting a lot of oolongs and yes. yerba. I had a bad yerba. Uh, I say bad because it's the same I drink. <laughs> it was a, a, a big yerba phase. Um, that's not even actually like tea leaves. That's actually holly. Really? Uh huh. It's actually the holly plant. Whoa. Uh-huh. It's a different. It, it it you can drink it like tea, but it's just another another variety, another or a, a a different species of plant. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. But with parents, it's like, you know, I could be drinking every single day and tanking my liver, and there's like, other than having to just constantly motivate yourself to do stuff because like you know you get relaxed and comfortable on cannabis and you just yeah. don't want to do anything so you have to like kind of push yourself to goosey. do yeah you gotta kind of push yourself to be on top of your, your shit yeah you know but as long as you're on top of your shit there's like zero health implications from cannabis i only see life improvement oh you know like you know this you'll, is amazing you'll i can't ne- wait to send this episode to my parents I'll put it this way you'll <laughs> never see have you, have you ever seen someone take five shots of alcohol and go home and beat their wife probably yes have you ever seen someone take five ribs off a bong and go home and beat their wife no it actually brings people closer together. Yes. It, it creates a, a spiritual, it creates a spiritual part of yourself, and you can connect with other people with it. You know, and it's fascinating because, like, if you really get into like what is spirituality and who God is to you, or what God is, source, universe, you know, the big white guy with the beard up in the sky, whatever, whatever version you want of of this, and there's all these different books about um, this this entity. What a better way to connect with that entity than than to be able to relax your mind so you can get to that sacred place in your mind 
Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not. And I'm like, God gave us this mm-hmm. plant for, like, he if did. you believe in God. And so here's my <laughs> other thing. I wouldn't have my brother without cannabis. That's right. My, we talked yep, about, yes, yep. it saved and, his life. Yep. And it, it, it also helped, helped me. I didn't, I'm, I still deal with photosensitivity issues from ibuprofen. Light room to dark room makes me blind for like 30, 45 seconds. And like, wow. I, cannabis allowed me to get off the ibuprofen. It sounds crazy. Like I'm getting off a hard drug. It allowed me to get off the ibuprofen. So my eyes could actually start functioning like normal, but I can get pain relief from this plant. And it's not a chemical. It's not something synthesized. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a plant, you know? Yeah. Um, so what do you look for in cannabis? Like I was just going to say, like mm-hmm. when you're like looking at flower, <laughs> I have some like flower, different flower strains here. Cause I, and I also, have you seen this, um, this medical reference? chart from gold leaf no i haven't i try to bring it with me to dispensaries but i always forget okay these are like my two favorite pages oh yeah be careful with the proxy (laughs) you need to put it away in her case (laughs) oh that's cool no it's really awesome it Um, just yeah it talks about like all the different benefits of or like potential effects i guess of cannabinoids it's all important because we have they teach you about the cardiovascular system in school. They teach you about the the lymphatic system, your immune system. They teach you about the your respiratory yes, your system, your skeletal your skeletal system. They teach you all these systems except for the endocannabinoid system the in our PCS. body. <laughs> no, this is really cool. I like. Have you seen these before? No, I, I mean, see, I've seen versions of these, but I've never seen. Oh, these backstage. Yeah, it's like a whole cool. little set. That is with really cool. Different. Yeah, no, this all is about the, edu- the ECS. This is the educational material we need. Right? And like, these need, these need yeah. to be in schools. Absolutely. Shout and out to Goldleaf. Beautiful Goldleaf. Please, <laughs> please keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, aren't these awesome? Yeah, those are great. So I'll literally... And so then I've, like, taken them into the dispensary, too. And I actually... Normally, I buy concentrates that have, like, all the different percentages of each terpene. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go in and like be like, okay, I definitely need one for sleep. Mm-hmm. So like that's a obviously a big one. But yep, then I for know. limonene is mm-hmm. like a big one for me in like anxiety relief and mood sure. lifting. Yep. For d- daytime. Yeah. Aromatherapy, right? Yes. <laughs> so I, I I this this aromatherapy all applies to every other flower and this flower because it, all cannabis is an annual flowering plant. So it's a flower, you know, oh, it's it, beautiful. it creates oils just like it's a rose my favorite does. flower, it's my favorite flower too. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, it creates fragrance molecules. It creates antioxidants. It, mm-hmm. um, I, I think these are really cool. My, my biggest thing is with, with, and it goes into cultivation when I look for a flower is it, everything can smell good, you yeah. know, but once you get down to like burning it and like how it actually tastes and how it actually feels, um, then, then it, it, that, that's my true test. So right off the bat, what I look for is I yeah I'm how, like how let's dry walk. is it? How dry is it? Because okay. we're in Colorado, we live in a desert. So right. first, the first test is how dry is the flower. But what know? if they don't? It's sorry, continue. But I'm like a lot of people won't let you. Yep. You know. So are you so like right now? Are you saying at the dispensary? What are we looking for? Because like, I guess there because you can't touch it and you can't. Yeah, if mm-hmm. like because I kind of want people to like be able to take this with them too, and but you can mm-hmm. do like both if you're able to touch it. That's yeah, if you're great. able to, yeah. And most most I say look the dryness because most places in Colorado they don't um, retain they don't have like a humidor you walk into. Oh and yeah, so it's twenty percent humidity all the time and it just sucks all the moisture right out yeah. of the pot and turns brittle. <laughs> uh, the next is the smell taste. 
or the smell smell test. <laughs> smell and taste. Smell and taste. Test. The smell is like. It does it taste like hay? Does sorry. Does it <laughs> smell like hay? That's happened to my weed before that mm-hmm. I grew one does time. It, can you pick out notes? Can you pick out like coffee notes? Can you pick out strawberry notes? Or can you pick out the limonene? Because limonene is very pungent as like the lemon smell. The citrine is the citrus smell, like the orange smell. Um, pinene is the, the, the like pine needle smell. You know? And so what, what can, you, can you pick out the notes? Or is it just grass? Is it just plant matter? You know, if it's just yeah. plant matter, it's probably they dried it too fast. They wet trimmed it, and all the terpenes evaporated before they could cure it. Because oh. terpenes are volatile. You know, it's like a plant. You know, that's why you can smell it is because the plant's constantly producing these volatile compounds that are releasing. You just can't see them, but you're the mo- their molecules are they're releasing into the atmosphere because they're evaporating and going into your nasal canal. And then these smell molecules are bonding to your blood brain barrier and sending electrical impulse to your brain. And that's what you know as lemon. That's what you know as citrus. <laughs> And it's, it's molecules being produced from the plant, like evaporating off of the plant. Because these boiling points on wow. on terpenes are lower than like THC. They're lower than... Um, I was wondering why it had the bo- boiling point so, for uh, the terpenes. It, it tells you how volatile they are. The lighter, the lower the boiling point, the quicker they're going to evaporate. And so you have monoterpenes, oh. you have uh, diterpenes, you have sesquiterpenes, um, sesquiterpenoids. So it, it just, it stands for how many, how many carbons is this fragrance molecule containing? So the smaller, the smaller the carbon chain for the fragrance molecule, the monoterpenoids, the quicker they're going to evaporate. They have a lower boiling point. The lo- the bigger the molecule, the heavier they are, it takes more to break them down and to release them. So is certain... that why some are like more common mm-hmm. than and others? Yep, and that's why some, the plant will smell different. The the fragrance of the flower will smell differently while the plant's growing than after you chop it down. It's because after you chop it down and the plant's drying and curing, it's releasing all, all those monoterpenoids are are being broken down. And so what you're being left with is a longer chain smell molecules left over. And so that's why like terpenes are so freaking uh, diverse. I mean, there's over like three five hundred different terpenes at any given time that a plant can produce like rose has its own profile that's why rose smell smells like roses um you wait know, but these are just like the main ones that like we know about that that these are the main ones that the cannabis plant produces oh okay so there's a bunch of terpenes that we have cataloged okay. every plant can produce different spectrums right of terpenes right so the cannabis plant you know, normally it's like three to five main terpenes that like makes the rose smell or makes the tulip smell or makes a daisy smell the way they smell, their profile, you know, um, or like lavender or like rosemary or, you know, even cinnamon. It's all a composition of smells. Cannabis actually can produce the most diverse profile out of any flower with terpenes. Uh-huh. And these terpenes are what guide the cannabinoids. So cannabinoids go into your body and we have a CB1 and CB2 receptors. Right. Well, they're, this is what I go back to what I was saying before, like, or what you're saying, we should be teaching this in school. And we were taught all these different systems except for the endocannabinoid system. But the endocannabinoid system is like the glue between every other system in our body. You said everything's connected, right? Yep. So the endocannabinoid system is the glue that connects all the different systems in our brain to be, to create a homeostasis. And usually what we find is that when plants or when, sorry, when, 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 when uh, our our systems in our body are are imbalanced, we can use plants to heal these systems in our body. 
And so I say, I, I firmly believe that we can use every plant and on this on this earth to heal every <clears throat> single ailment. I agree. Because that that's balance. Ugh. That's homeostasis, True and that's what balance. nature is 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 balance. Whether you have uh, uh, mushrooms growing forests of of trees and plants to grow up to a perfect stage, then to kill them and then to eat the tree, and it breeds new meadows and new animals come in. And creates an ecosystem, creates a a, a, a a forest thriving with life. And it's like everything in this world is tuned to balance. You know, and things we, when things get out of balance, nature has a way to rebalance it. And that's how this earth has been evolving for millions and millions and millions of years. It's I, I, The earth is the most perfect thing ever created in this universe because it constantly balances itself through evolution. You know, and part of the evolution for humans and plants is that we have this endocannabinoid system, right? We wouldn't have a system in our body that doesn't, plants wouldn't be a certain way and our bodies wouldn't be a certain way if it wasn't to link. Like we're not supposed to touch poison ivy all the time because it creates rashes and such, right? Mm -hmm. Thorns on cactus, it has poison in them that poison us. You know, even certain, uh, 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 you know, certain toxins will kill us. You know, but certain plants fit with us like a jigsaw puzzle. And the cannabis plant is, it produces exocannabinoids. We have endocannabinoids inside our body, cannabinoids that our body naturally produces. Anandamide is one of them. It's like the the exact uh, replication of THC that our body produces naturally when we exercise. Our body upregulates our endocannabinoid system by exercising 30 minutes a day. And it releases anandamide in our brain and it handles stress handles depression it handles pain management they uh did a study that blocked the opiate receptors and had people work out and see if the people could still feel pain relief after working out and because they thought that opiate receptors are the sole um cause of pain relief in our body turns out that people were still feeling pain relief from working out because of anandamide in our body wow because it naturally is it's a natural thc so your body's constantly producing this molecule, and then this plant, for some reason, just happens to produce tons, twenty to thirty, we call it five to five to thirty percent now, of of these molecules that exactly replicate the molecule anandamide in your body. Things don't happen like that on coincidence <laughs> in nature. It's because we've evolved for thousands and thousands of years with cannabis. That's why you see it's used in spiritual rituals throughout throughout the time with shamans and oracles and they're finding bodies like like and from like rituals and stuff buried with cannabis because it's a part of like go back oh, to I the whole spirituality. That. Bury me with cannabis, please. That's <laughs> why so I said go back to spirituality because people are people are buried with this plant. They have they have rituals with this plant. They use it to open a pathway in your brain to connect to the higher source, whatever you want to call it. It's been mm-hmm. done for thousands of years. You know, and it's not so just because I don't understand why we have just like our society in the last like hundred years mm-hmm. has like criminalized it and like demonized mm-hmm. the plant. It doesn't help everybody, or at least it doesn't help certain factions of everybody. You know what I mean? Um, it's been they they want. I say they, the royal they. Um, <laughs> they they want us to. They don't. It, it causes communion because no one. I mean, you can smoke by yourself, but everybody loves smoking with everybody else. That's that's the whole thing about it, right? We can yeah. go get it brings a stack. people together. Yeah, exactly. 
you can't control society that well if you bring people together. I mean, so you can, true. just not in a capitalistic fashion. So true. And I'm a business owner, so, like, when I talk capitalistic fashion, I mean, literally, like, you know, like, we're just meant to be their slaves. Like, we're just meant to be smart enough to pay our taxes type stuff. Right. You know, and this makes us more aware. It makes us more cognitive that we are a, 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 a being in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, we are more than just our, what our hands can do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can there's make an more impact. to life. Yeah, and there's more to life than maybe just the dollar. And they want us just to think that, again, Royal Day, just want us to think <laughs> that, you know, we, we're, we we pay taxes and we go to work and we come home. We and work we, nine we, to five. And then we consume. We, we eat their foods. We, we you know, roll there. Um, <laughs> we, we go to their stores and we go home and we, we watch their sports. And seriously. <laughs> Don't like, even get me started <laughs> yeah, on sports. Sports ball. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mind you, I've, I've played sports for 10 years before I blew my knee out and from elementary school into high school. But I, I just, man, yeah, I. Alcohol's everywhere. I know. Okay, can, that's my just, biggest problem. Dude, King Supers down the street from my house just got rid of a whole section of food to put in Alcohol. rows, rows of wine. Like not row, rows of Wait, wine. They're doing this across the street too. Yeah, they like. Oh, we can just we can we can reduce some of the food. We'll just put it over here and cram it all together. Like here's a whole oh, aisle of booze, my... and it destroys families. I mean, it's been the biggest thing that's impacted my family. You know. Yeah. Um, I, you know, everybody has their own histories with their families and everybody's like I say, everybody copes with whatever, but this goes back to my great grandpa, my great uncle. Wow. You know, like I, I just, it, that, that's what it was. Prohibition era got over. Everybody started drinking. So everybody made it common. Then you found it everywhere. Yeah. Then everybody started making tons of money on it and it just became a household item. But it's not, again, going back to, it's not good for us. Like, don't get me wrong. A drink a day. If you can, if you can drink a glass of wine a day. Great. You're going to have antioxidants benefit, antioxidant benefits. There's even a study about whiskey. Whiskey has antioxidants. If you drink one to two glasses of whiskey a day, depending on your body weight, Wait, depending no. if you're male or female, it has antioxidant properties and eliminates free radicals in your body, which are what causes cancer and other diseases and stuff. And the thing, everything, everything in moderation. I'm a free radical. <laughs> <laughs> everything in moderation. And so if, people don't do that, though. They drink. Three, yeah. four, five, they'll throw them back. They'll finish off a bottle. They'll drink a whole 12 back. Yeah, see, I don't really, like, drink you know, anymore. I, I'll have, like, one cocktail I'll go out, yeah, on and, the weekend. Yeah. And that, that that's fine, but that's where, not where everybody stops. If I, if I smoke a joint, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel good. If I smoke four joints, it's not going to do anything to my liver. It's not going to give me lung cancer. It's not going to screw my brain up. It's not going to cause me to have some crazy fight with my significant other and just, just, just go nuclear. And, right. Or get know, a, yeah. Or, 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 or become abusive, God forbid. And that's sadly, I'm not saying everybody's like this, but sadly that's where it gets sometimes. I and mean, I believe cannabis heals. Yes. Alcohol destroys, cannabis heals. I agree. And yes, in moderation, alcohol can have benefits, but good luck keeping it in moderation because it is an addictive substance. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone... And it's a depressant. And it's a depressant. And so everybody uses it for depressing issues. Right. It's like... And it's... It's, 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 it's just like it's, a it's, I know. And it's, it's what we're told. And it's what we go off of. Because we're told what the generation before us tells us and what their parents tell them. And we and need to because, break the yeah, cycle. Exactly. Yep. Smoke, weed, and, don't drink and, alcohol. <laughs> reconnect it. You know, like, like it's in, in the, take it like a cycle context, like reconnect the cycle, like, like it's, it's a loop, right? So let's re go back to what our ancestors are doing. 
Um, alcohol has kind of been, been a newer, I think it's been a newer substance than even cannabis. Cannabis, you could take it, dry it, make hashish out of it. And then, you know, you could, it's just good to go. You don't really need to do too much more than that. Alcohol required fermentation, you know, yeah. alcohol, cons- consumable alcohol. And like to a point where like we didn't have potable water in the medieval times. Right. I was like, people so, were like only drinking wine and mm-hmm, stuff. It's because that was that it, the alcohol killed off all the bad bacteria and you could live off that essentially. But, but how are I mean, people getting like water like that their body, cause your body like needs water. I mean, it has water in it. <laughs> I mean, think about it. it. It's 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 fruit juice, you know. And fruit it's, juice. It's, 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 it's grape juice that ferments into into booze juice, you know. And so, I mean, it, it's it's been a part of our our society and how we cope with environmental issues, you know. Yeah. But as we're like getting into modern day society, shouldn't we also evolve and change how we do things yes. instead of relying on a substance we don't we can have pure water clean water just about everywhere you go in the United States. Um, it, we I, we don't need to use it for some of the reasons that we were using it for before. Like it, there's a, yep. I think, I think there needs to be a reconnection because I think society, especially where it's at now with the digital age and everybody getting sucked into, um, I call it self identity, if you will. <laughs> and, and just really being egotistical about things and being, you know, I'm the influencer you yeah. know, type thing. Um, I think it really comes down to we need to disconnect ourselves from I and have more of an us. And yes. this plant is the most beautiful thing to create the us. Yes. Because we do it together and then we're, we do better when we all do better instead of a substance that we can commune over and then go toxic with and have it go nuclear like alcohol. We have a substance that we can commune with like what we want to do. Cause we're humans. We're trying to commune with everybody and it actually just connects people and makes our relationships better and doesn't harm us. You can wake up the next day and you're not going to have a hangover. You're not going to feel like crap. You can go to work in a good mood still. You're not going to just constantly find the next substance to make yourself feel better, whether it's ibuprofen, right. Tylenol, whether it's caffeine, you know, and chasing the dragon of substances just to find neutral, just to find good. You know, you can consume cannabis and feel like... Uh, um, uh, fe- create a feel- feeling of well-beingness. Yes, you know? I agree. And 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 generating that that internal like I feel good, I am good monologue, and it daisy chains like throughout that. your entire life because you're you create your reality, and it's and and if you start looking at the world more positive, if you start looking at the world like I am good, I am happy, and then you're you're striving for that, your entire surrounding is going to change. Everything you do is going to change. Thoroughly agree because I have done this. Like I have been in such like a negative Mm -hmm. place and cannabis helped me out. I did need to take, I do take a little bit of, you know, pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. still, but cannabis has been my number one. Yep. My OG girl. Absolutely. Cause it just, (laughs) since I was 14. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I, I, it just, it benefits every system in your body and your brain is also a system in your body. And you have, you, I wish we treated mental health like we treat physical health. Yeah. Like, oh, I broke an arm. I should go to, I should get it healed. You know, it's like with, with the brain, it's like, oh, some, I broke my brain. I need to, I need to have it healed, you know? Yeah. And cannabis is the perfect thing to, I think, regulate um, the, the connection between the mind, body, soul, yeah. you know, and create that feeling of well-beingness and, and promote that in your life. And thus you promote it with others. And we're all, we're all a giant wave and ripples, right? 
and fields of energy that get to bump into each other and like so it cascades uh, it ripples through us into our, our friends because what we find cool and what we find fun we tell what we're excited and we tell our friends about and then they get fun and they get the energy from it and they turn in they can turn that also into a ripple effect to their friends and just by just by curating that that connection with yourself i really think it benefits everybody else around us and really touches us where we we need to be helped you know yeah and i think a lot of a lot of the, the society right now is like go 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 work 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 like oh, like exhausting. consume 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 i know and and this is just an easy way for all of us just to kind of relax yes and take a step back and realize that like there's kind of more important things like, yes you know smoking so. weed to me feels like the earth mother earth is just giving you a big hug <laughs> <laughs> And like she's there for you. Yeah, uh, it's that's the other thing. I believe Earth is an organism. It's, yep. a, it's a cognitive, and she's organism. mad at us. <laughs> you know, I think she and she balances. She self regulates, just like our body self regulates. And when something in our body gets out of balance, our body upregulates something else to kind of take care of it. And I think there's something to be said that, and our our all of our nerve endings are in our hands and the bottoms of our feet. And like palms and, and the bottom of feet, where we can touch. And we didn't have rubber <laughs> soles back in the day. Rubber soles is a very new thing in society, and it was created in the United States to, you know, help give us dexterity and walking around all the time. But rubber soles also don't allow our nerve endings on the bottom of our feet to actually touch the ground, touch the grass, touch the the energy coming out of the earth. And I say energy as in like electricity, yes. because everything has electricity our brains have electricity plants have electricity everything has different ions that cause electric electricity to move between each other like so like salt allows our body to have electricity pulse through it and same with the earth we have all these rocks that resonate at a certain vibration certain frequency you know quartz has a different resonance and uh, uh turquoise has different resonance all these different uh tourmaline has different frequencies that it emits and so they're all in the earth and Earth is this giant uh, sphere of rock that is resonating. There's nice. a bug. <laughs> <laughs> That's just resonating. And our nerve endings, whether you are hippy-dippy or not, your, your nerve endings on the bottom of your feet touch the ground and connect energy, electricity, to the bottom of your feet and send it through your body. Yes. That's why there's health benefits to walking around in nature. Yeah, you know, it's like as, like as going to dance in the grass yeah, barefoot. Yeah, there's <laughs> frolicking. As silly as it sounds, like you can get therapeutic antidepressant, antipsychotic, anti-anxiolytic uh, uh, properties just from walking in the forest, getting out of the city, getting out of the concrete jungle, yes. and getting into the forest, and just like letting the ecosystem resonate with your body, and your body harmonizes because balance again is everything in this world, including yourself, because we're humans and animals. That exists on this planet just like a cat, just like a cow, yes. just like the ladybug that's flying in the air, just like the worm going through the soil. You know, we're all an organism, different levels of organisms that work together. The yes. top, I, I talk about all the time, We the life exists within the top six inches of the soil. And if you destroy the top six inches of the soil, you destroy life. And we're doing a damn good job at it right now. <laughs> it's like we're trying hard to do it right now yeah and i think I, I think a lot of it isn't intentional i think a lot of it's just a byproduct of consumerism and capitalism mm -hmm. and that's just kind of the nature of it. we don't whatever works does the job gets it done 
type of thing. Right. And there's byproducts. Because everyone's thinking to about that. like now. No one's thinking yeah. about the future. Yep. And there's byproducts to it. And one of the byproducts is our topsoil starts getting eroded. When we only put nitrates and phosphates and different metals into soil and we don't actually replenish the carbon in it, the soil dies. It's just as simple as that. Carbon is the source of all life. Carbon's in every organic matter. Carbon's in every dead thing, you know? Carbon's in every excrement. Everything is carbon. carbon. (laughs) So when we start farming land and tilling it up, destroying all the life, you know, really shredding all the life in that soil, planting our seeds, then on top of that, we don't put probiotics back in the soil. We just go hit it with ammonium sulfate, you know? Hit Hit it with some potassium nitrate. Um, and it's, it just nukes the soil. And then you, so not only did you just disturb all the life that's been encapsulated in that earth for however long, you also are adding chemicals to it to, to feed the plants now. But when the chemicals were not, when that, so there's, there's, you know, 18 essential elements, carbon's not taught really that you need it. Plants, we're told that, uh, plants pull CO2 from the atmosphere. And that's how the plant gets the carbon. But the plant is forty three percent carbon. You know that's that's a, that's most of the, that's almost half the plant is just carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oxygen's forty five percent outside of that. So most night over ninety percent of the plant is just carbon and oxygen, and about uh, you know the remainder is like three percent hydrogen, and then all seven percent all the other sixteen elements. Seven wow. percent of the plant is my main point. Is in, is the rest of the the sixteen elements that they teach us? Carbon and oxygen is most of the plant, but we're just having the plant planted in the soil. It's strip mining carbon out. We're putting chemicals down, and we're not putting back the carbon in the carbon layer. We're not putting manure down. We're not putting a cover crop. We're not putting any type of life back into the soil or any type of precursors to life in the soil itself. And because of that, uh, all the life goes away. All the arthropods disappear, all the beneficial microorganisms that keep away pathogens, that keep away E. coli, that keep away all these diseases that we're trying to to prevent on our food. There's no protectors anymore. There's no guardians, which is the bacteria in our soil, the probiotics in our soil. There's no guardians in the soil to prevent any pathogens from infesting your food now. You know, there's an ecosystem balance that has to be had. And then we find that, oh, okay, since we disturbed this ecosystem, there's no natural guardians and natural protectors of our of, of pathogens or, or any type of pests. You see pest pressure increase. So then what do we do? We, oh, we have these organophosphates. We have, which were Nazi chemicals that we use to, you know, <laughs> kill people. And we're like, let's just repurpose them as an insecticide. You know, you have all these neurotoxins, imidacloprid and abamectin, that they're putting down because it's six-month protection. Six-month protection as in it goes into the plant and deposits into the plant, and it takes six to 12 months for it to break down, a neurotoxin to break down in the plant. So when you eat that pepper, when you eat that apple, when you eat that conventional broccoli, you're eating imidacloprid because it's not going to be broken down by the time you're consuming that food, and it's a neurotoxin. You know, and that's the scary part about all this is like because we disturb the ecosystem, we now we have to do more as humans. And our solution right now is just to put more chemicals down. And what we're finding is long term impact like type of stuff or you know, full circling to the beginning of our conversation is now we're 
poisoning our water tables. Now our water tables are contaminated with nitrates and phosphates and, and, and synthetic pesticides. Now you see our topsoil ruined and we don't have any carbon layer. Now you see it's starting to erode again like the dust bowls because we're tilling up the soil because the new thing back in the industrial revolution that, you know, we could till up soils a lot faster. Now we could plant more. So during the time that like winter, during time that we didn't have crops, the wind would just blow across the plains and just scoop all the, the loose dirt up and create these sand little dust storms and create dust bowls and nothing grew anywhere because we weren't, we weren't environmentally, we didn't have the environmental stewardship because we didn't know at the time. And we're going to do the same freaking thing. And so the one of the solutions was we put bands of trees across the United States. Look, if you go east to west, there's bands of trees that we planted um, to help block the wind from taking up the, the loosely tilled soil to to prevent the dust bowls. Oh, that was wow. a good that was a good environmental effort because it caused people to plant trees. So it helped rehabilitate re, re, it helped rehabilitate our country for our ecosystems by planting all these forests. Good job. Now we're now we have fucking 50, 60 years of sorry for my language. Oh no, it's fine. Do you, do you, do you, no, okay, cool. yeah, I cuss all the time. Okay, okay, cool. I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, crap, this is. No, I didn't even know what you were referring to. Oh, at cool, first. perfect. Um, <laughs> but now we're spraying all these chemicals around, and we are just destroying any type of rehabilitation that we could possibly do. So now we're in the position. So it's like, what can we do now? Okay, so, so we're our bee population, by the way. Not sure if you read this, but 20, 2020 to 2021 lost 45.5% of our bee population in the United States from colony collapse disorder, from spraying all these toxins and all these poisons. Oh so, so, okay, that's the, that's the landscape, right? So, it's like, so in my mind, it's like, what can we do about it, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, using fertilizers, kind of what culture is doing and what... what these, the, the factory I'm working with is doing is using fertilizers that have carbon attached to it, using fertilizers that are minerals, using fertilizers that are plant extracts that, that, that create more abundant life in the soil instead of, so, okay, if we do till our soil, how do we get more life in there? Well, using a, probiotics in the soil is one way to do it. Using carbon-based materials is another way to do it because carbon is life, right? We can change how, what we put down in the soil and pr- promote indigenous microorganisms to come back and to create that ecosystem and that harmony. And in turn, you can uh, ha- use less pesticides over time. In turn, you can use less fertilizers over time because you're building the carbon layer. Wow. So the inputs that we put into the soil is what we can do to improve it from an, like an agricultural point of view. Okay. Using what we call soft chemistry instead of hard chemistry to kill pests. I like that. And that's soft chemistry. Soft chemistry. Yep. <laughs> hard chemistry is like, you know, all these all these neurotoxins that are that are very very dangerous that all this kind of um I don't know. It's all these legislative entities, I guess, um <laughs> need to need to get on board with more environmentally friendly lobbying. Yeah, okay. So and not not just, you know, lobbying for hard, hard chemistry companies. That's what I feel like is the biggest know? issue is, like, there's all of this lobbying. And, like, yep. I don't know the way around that unless you have, yep. like, equally as big capital. We have to – we we as the people, we <laughs> we, we as not the, the legislative bodies have to talk to the legislative bodies and tell people what matters. 
tell tell them what they need to be voting on. We need to be, more, I hate to say it, more active in our politics. What they don't want, <laughs> you know. And it's really important that that we are concerned about what goes into our food. It's it, we we should we should be concerned about the chemicals that they use. How was it grown? Who grew this? We need to reconnect the people to our food source. You don't just get your food at a market. You get your food from a farmer. It's just at the market. Yeah. And that's the difference between, I think that makes the difference between just going there and just blindly eating and like actually being, okay, someone grew this. Well, okay. How'd they grow it? Like, is it, is it, is there different ways to do it? Like, is there bad ways to do it? Like some food looks really bad on the shelf. Why, why does my tomatoes taste like water? Why is watermelon not sweet anymore? Why are strawberries sour? And you should be asking the why question because the why question will lead you down the path of, oh, they're using the cheapest chemicals possible to grow your food. And that's why it tastes like crap. They're spraying ethylene gas, a a, a hormone on the plant. It's one of the five hormones, ethylene. Spraying ethylene gas on the plant to cause it to go from a green tomato to a red tomato because it's not ripe. And they're trying to they're trying to sell it. So we as consumers need to need to start investigating what is on our food and how are they growing it. And just by asking the questions, you can call, you can call around, you can, you can figure it out. These farms have no num- has phone numbers or businesses. You can call the farm, call them up and, and ask, and they don't mind telling you because it also re-chills the farmer that you guys are caring about your food. And I think there needs They'll to be, be jazz to I, speak with you. <laughs> I, I think it's really important that they know we care about our food. I, I think like they'll I'll... start making smarter decisions on what mm-hmm. they put down and how they treat their fields. If people start being concerned with are there neurotoxins on here are there endocrine disruptors we have an endocrine system they use endocrine disruptors to stop the growth of different pests and insects so is there endocrine disruptors on this food that i'm going to be eating you know because it can interact with myself and we have to be cautious in the industrial world now we have to be cautious of the chemicals that are going into our body what's in your water what's in your food you know and these are all fundamental questions because our lives depend on very few things in this world one is water the other is food the other is shelter and we need all of these and the fourth is weed and the fourth is weed we have to make sure that we are cognitive of what goes in our body because that's what ultimately makes us sick that's what makes us healthy yeah that's what allows us to 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 produce our generations to come our kin Right. You know, if everybody's sick, we just, yeah. And and like, and we need to keep put like passing on the wisdom of like, where are we getting our food? How do we get food security? Because no matter what, how do we get water security? How do we get food security and how we get energy security are the three most important things with, as a society, the the government doesn't care. They provide a service, you know, that whatever works for them is going to work for you. We have to dictate what is quality. We have to dictate the standards that we want. And I'm not eating crickets. Did you, did you see this? No. Oh, okay. Here you go. What? Yep. I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, God. Crickets. So, you see a lot of our... um. Sorry, you're going to be I should probably do that. You see a lot of our... um. Processing plants, lighting on fire. You see this? What? Yeah, over 300 processing plants have incurred damage, lit on fire, have seen some acts of, quote, God um, in the past two years, I think, over 300. 
and it impacts our ability to produce to take our livestock, to take our cattle, to take our chickens and, and process, the, process them on time into the proper meats, then there has to be distribution of that, right? So because of rising costs on keeping cattle, you know, rising costs of chickens and, and eggs and changing their, their feeds and them not laying and a bunch of issues internally, the, 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 there's a push... Um, throughout the world right now, mostly through the World Economic Forum, to start including cricket protein flour into Wait, our I diet. Did see this. Yep, and Italy came out and said, "You're not touching our flour. We are officially banning cricket flour being in our flour because they're like, don't touch our Go fucking Italy. pasta. Like, don't touch our pasta. Like, we have we're we are quality humans, and you know what they are. And I am I all for this, that. and we should not be eating fucking crickets. And I how." Okay, so your solution, instead of like stabilizing our food supply, instead of providing other alternatives like plant-based alternatives that we have abundance of, we grow 250 million tons of soybeans in the United States. You know how much protein, plant protein we grow? All the like all mm-hmm. the all the new quinoa that's coming around, all the different lentils and different beans and stuff. We have modern technology can produce proteins from anything right now. And, and they're choosing plant, crickets. And they're choosing fucking crickets. <laughs> And we should all know about this, that the World Economic Forum is trying to make us eat fucking crickets as the alternative because it's cheap and easy and like the lab-grown fucking meat. And as someone that's in agriculture that supplies the nutrients and supplies the fucking fertilizers and see what goes on and cares about our food supply, this is fucked. I'm I'm so I'm so appalled that you would even think to offer humans fucking cricket protein instead of just industrializing or helping our process, our food processing, we grow 12 and a half billion people's worth of food every single fucking year and people are still going hungry on a 7 billion people planet. Wow. It's not food production, it's food distribution. And there's something wrong, not with producing it, but 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 getting it to the, the people. Yeah. And that's where, they don't want you to see that, Royal Day, again. Um, they don't they want, don't you, to want see you to see that. That's why like, I, I, I am so obstinate towards in insect protein when i work in agriculture and see how much protein is created on a daily basis right from plants from plants farmers from farmers let's put it in a human sense like this isn't just a resource that we're just consuming and eating just out of, out of it just appears it's not manna out of the sky you know it's not just appearing out of nowhere people produce this <laughs> people put their heart and soul for for generations and generations and generations to produce your food you know, mm-hmm. yes, it is commercialized. Yes, it is done in the, the pretty much the cheapest way possible. But people still care and people still have families and people are yeah. still humans and it's still like producing their livelihood. your food. And it's their livelihood. Yeah. So by by jumping on board with lab grown meat and jumping on on board with, with, with this cricket protein and not just in not just helping our farmers out and not just uh, uh, pushing those people ahead and giving them the subsidies and giving them the tax breaks and, and helping yeah. them distribute and process the, the 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 animals and the plants that they they dedicate their life to. We're gonna give people crickets from cricket farms. No, like I'm not I'm not here for this. We need to support our farmers. Like we as people need to set standards and we need to be aware of what goes into our food. Because if not, they're gonna start slipping cricket protein into all your generic flowers. Oh yeah, and then just Wait. gonna put it on the back and not even tell you. Oh my god! I'm telling you, the the future's really weird if we don't take control of our future. If we're not aware, if we're not connective, 
and talk about this stuff oh. and have discourse. And this is why I love cannabis because it causes us to talk <laughs> and it causes us to have discourse and enjoy each other's time yeah. and get to the get get to some really cool understandings about life, you know. And if if we don't do this and start discussing what is going on right now, they're gonna pull some slippery ass shit. Wow. And they're already trying to, and I'm not here for it. As someone who works in agriculture and works in agrochemical and manufactures agrochemicals and understands like how these, where my, where I, what my cog, how, where my cog fits in, you know, as an agrochemical manufacturer and understand the top, top to bottom of what our agricultural industry is. We really need to evaluate what, what's going on and demand that we have quality, quality produce, quality farms. Mm-hmm. that we that we that we help our farmers that we you know so how do people do that like do we need to be like well, calling our senators calling our farmers like running for i don't know like yeah, local mean, government i'm like what do we do what do we need to do to get you into government <laughs> like, i don't want to go into government <laughs> no but that's can, the thing is like help. no one actually does i know i know um, I, you know, so I think, I think, it's the, a catch 22. I think the first step, the easiest step and the first step, I think the first step is also, it's a first step of many, but it's not even the hardest step. The first step is just talking about it to everybody, asking them, have you heard about this? Do you hear about crickets? You know, they're trying to make us eat crickets and doing research on crickets? it. That's what I'm saying. And, and like, actually, I'm going to tell everyone and actually get down to the facts of like, they're trying to make us eat crickets and not tell us, not tell us. I guarantee they won't do any announcement. They're not going to have ads out saying, oh, now with cricket protein. You know, like that's not going to happen. Like, Well, the vegans are going to be so excited. You know, there's something to say about. (laughs) Is that vegan? Are crickets vegan? It's a living animal. It's not mammal, I guess, but it's a living organism. So I don't know. I'm not a vegan. I would love, if you're a vegan, I I would love to hear what your opinions on eating insects are. Because eating them for fun when you're over touring Bangladesh is cool. Eating them every single day is not good for you. You can't give me health benefits off of it. That's what I was going to say. Are there any actual... Show me a bodybuilder that eats crickets every (laughs) single day. It's it's the cheapest... You can think about it. It's the cheapest way to grow food. It's the cheapest way to grow protein. You can grow them in giant... Gross. Yeah. And you grow them by the millions. Uh Uh-huh. And then they're like pure protein and we break them down. But here's the thing. Like mushrooms... Just pop the legs off. (laughs) They have so mushrooms have chitin to them. It's basically a chickpea. Oh God! See, (laughs) and so like it's it's interesting when you get down to the the understanding of like plants are made of cellulose. That's it's that's the fiber. That's the makeup. The main structure of plants is cellulose. Herbivores have enzymes and acids and and a, a, a microflora in your gut to break down cellulose and to render that into nutrition. Right. Um, crickets, uh, bugs, um, you know, mushrooms also, they're formed of chitin. Chitin's a different, a different arrangement of cellulose, if you will. Um, oh. chitin is, it's harder for our body to break down. This is why like when I eat, um, philosophy mushrooms, it kills my stomach. Is because my body is not good at breaking down the chitin. So you have to do things. You can digest them in lemon and you can do some things. But your uh-huh. body is not meant to digest chitin very well. Uh-huh. It just isn't. And so. Which means we're not really meant to no, eat No, we're, we're, <laughs> we're not ruminant animals that are just grazing in the plain, eating insects off the ground. We're foragers and hunters. 
we we're, we're gatherers. We go out to forests and find plants and berries and and yes, some mushrooms and take them back to our tribe and eat them. We're hunters. We're meant to go after meat. Meat is the only only complete makeup of amino acids for a true protein synthesis in our body. It's the wow. only one. You can't take any plants. I mean, you can get nuts, and if you're on a heavy nut diet, you can get some of the other the other four essential amino acids. But you can't get your entire diet off of just plants. You have you're missing four essential amino acids. They're only found in meat. I shouldn't say only. They're mostly found in meat. There are some nuts, and there are some other forms of of uh, vegetarian options that you can get these amino acids from. But you have to use eat a lot of them, and that's not really natural for humans to eat a lot of really anything. Because yeah. we're we we've been nomads for thousands of years. It's only since we've been we're putting omnivores. Yeah, we're, and so that that makes our gut arranged differently. But we're not supposed to eat heavy chitin diets. We're we're supposed to eat heavy cellulose diets, and it's just kind of how again nature has evolved and balanced itself throughout time. Is like we just have evolved to do this, you know. And that's so our our guts, our digestive systems are meant to eat a certain way. And to have certain things to eat, so just say no to crickets. <laughs> Sorry, I've been on, I've been on, I've been on this kick lately oh, because I saw great. this. I'm like, this is unacceptable. No, and then, yeah, but then going, going back to like, you know, what can we do? First step: talk, talk to everybody, talk to your friends, talk to your families, make people aware, ask questions, do your own research, look at more podcasts. There's post a lot about of it us. on social media. Yeah, and post about it. <laughs> like, like also, like you know, start taking. Uh, 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 a concern as to what is being permitted and allowed, you know, like you can see, uh, they, they announce it all the time when they pass bills, look into the bills. I mean, it's a work. Don't get me wrong. It's boring. It's reading. It's tedious. It's tedious but if it's, it, it, it's worth it, you know, like our health is worth it. Doing research on it what's is. in your food is worth it. Look at the dirty dozen, like start understanding what is the dirty foods. Cause there's a lot of us out there that are preaching about clean food and about clean agriculture, you know, do do research on it. Look at the podcast. Listen to the podcast. You can turn them on and just clean your house, and you can yeah. learn something about what's going on. It makes Wait, you healthier. I don't even know what this is. What's what? the Dirty Dozen? Oh, the Dirty Dozen. It's um <laughs> the 12 worst foods that we produce, the, first, the 12 most toxic foods that we grow in agriculture. But the non-organic ones, right? Well, yeah, yeah this is saying, like, in conventional agriculture. Okay. Like you take all but are the, the organic ones okay? Yeah, because they're organic. They okay. don't. This is the thing. Out of all, just like generic produce that you buy. Well, I buy everything organic now. Okay, okay. but it's for people. Then, that then don't. you're avoiding. Yeah, and then you're avoiding the sturdy dozen. Yeah. for the most part, the sturdy dozen is just for conventionals. And so. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. I think I so, have heard about this. You know, then. when you look at the produce, you have a, a three series number on there. You have a four series yeah. number, and then you have a five digit nine series number. Okay. Then if you look at the, it's just like the little tag right. on I'm the picturing produce. It. Yeah, the the five digit you know is is organic, right? The four digits is one starts with a three and one starts with the four, signifies that it was grown conventionally, not through organic means. I'm talking about those produce specifically. Uh... So there is a dirty dozen of those types of produce, and it's, it's list a few. It's strawberries. Broccoli. Um, it's uh, uh, tomatoes are on there. There's there's just twelve of them. Look Is them it up. Bell peppers. Uh, I think conventional bell peppers are on there. Yeah. I got so Wait. mad at my boyfriend the other day for buying <laughs> non-organic. But it's it's bell it's, it's it's important 
to understand what the dairy does. And it's, it's important to understand how we, what chemicals we put on these plants. You don't got to be a scientist. You don't have to be a chemist like me to understand it. You can look it up and be like, oh, this says carcinogen. That means cancer causing. Yeah. Like, oh, there's there's neurotoxic studies done on it. Or just understanding the fact that it's an endocrine. You When you see the word endocrine disruptor, probably not very good for you to eat. Not great. <laughs> and some of the stuff you can wash off because it's all water soluble. They spray it with it. So you can, by using like a little bit of citric acid, a little bit of baking soda, you can wash off a lot of these chemicals off the outside. But really? The, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can clean your food. All right. Clean your food. <laughs> it's very important. Okay. Um, if you don't, especially if you don't buy organic, because um, you have a lot of chemicals on there. And even organic, like they put waxes and they put things on top of the organic food that you should clean off. And just generally speaking, if you think about, you know, we're rummaging through the forest, we pick our fruit, we find fresh water, we you know, rinse them a little bit, and then we take them back, you know, because usually it's by rivers. Yes, we're plants grow because that's a water source you know <laughs> and so it's all part of like how, how we've grown up in our ecosystem and so you're supposed to wash your food off yeah you know, you're supposed to make i mean i sure do clean. i was like i <laughs> thought you meant like clean with soap no like... no a little bit of citric acid okay a little bit of baking soda will take off 90 percent of most uh, topical pesticides okay clean your food i need to remember that. yes um i can send you actually it's a easy measurement i forget what the measurements are but it's like couple teaspoons of this, a couple teaspoons of that, and mix okay. it up and, and just, you know, wash off your hands. You don't need to really scrub it that bad. The issue isn't those 90%, though. The issue comes from um, the what we call systemic pesticides, and that's the ones that go in through the root system, and they go into the, the cellulose of the plant, and they distribute all the way to the growing tips and back down and go into the vascular system of the plant, and every part of this plant now has that pesticide inside of it. The kicker is some of it lasts for 30, 45 days. Some of it lasts for 6 to 12 months. These crops are grown for 6-month cycles at most. Yeah. 9 months if you want to really tack it on if you're like a fruit-bearing plant or a tree, you know? So, like, it's it, you're still eating that systemic pesticide so then is it you staying, can't wash it out is it staying in our bodies or are we like excreting it i don't know I no mean, one knows i mean i mean there's not studies if you do studies then you can find a culprit oh my god it's just like roundup we're i go fucked. i go I, I go back well we're only fucked if we're not concerned about it <laughs> so i go back to the, the roundup study like the they were doing studies on how cancerous roundup is and within the first 90 days or 90 day studies were all they were allowing then one university or one group did a nine-month trial on it and found that it was causing tumors and cancerous cells within nine, nine months. Yeah. Okay, so what do I say to my neighbor? Please who... stop spraying Roundup. Please, 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 for the love of God, stop spraying Roundup. But, like, how do I make her understand? Like, she's just going to be like... You just say it causes cancer. It, it's cancer-causing. Please don't use that. Look at the studies. There's been... There's been lawsuits about this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's been lawsuits about it. I've, People have gotten uh, yeah. No, I this need is to have a and conversation with the my the latest lawsuit was they they were found guilty, but it wasn't because of the glyphosate inside the Roundup. It was the adjuvants. It was the inert ingredients that were causing cancer. So it's not even it's not even the main the main molecule does. I mean, it strips out your immunity system. It locks away all your glyphosate. Locks up all your your metals in your body, and you just essentially piss out your immune system. You know, and then. You don't have any manganese, iron. How important is iron for your diet? You don't have any copper. You don't have any calcium. It just stripped it out of you. 
in your body. So how is your body supposed to have an immune system if it doesn't have the metals to build your immune system with? You know? How is it like legal that they're like selling it still? <laughs> I mean, it's it's used on most farmland. And actually, it doesn't even it doesn't even really work. We have to use a, a Chinese chemical as an additive to make the Roundup work properly. Uh, oh, a, lot, a lot of farmers had a surplus of Roundup on their farms this past year or during COVID because imports shut down from China and they couldn't get the additive anymore. So they were sitting on tons and tons and tons of glyphosate that they couldn't spray because they didn't have the additive to make it work. So we're putting chemicals on chemicals to make the chemicals work because the organisms are resisting the chemicals. They're like, we've seen this before. Fuck this. Yep. So it's evolving. It's evolution. Right? That's crazy. I know. And so <laughs> it's 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 hard to have the tough conversation. It gets a lot of it gets overwhelming and it gets like, oh my god, how are we gonna do this? Yeah. But we have to have the hard conversations. And it's through having the hard conversations that we can actually start to do something about it. it like I said, yeah. just talking about it. There's something <clears throat> about have you heard the hundredth monkey experiment? No. So they're doing an experiment on monkeys, and they give the monkeys sweet potatoes. And they're throwing the sweet potatoes in the sand, and the monkeys are like on this isolated barge. And they throw in the sand, and the monkeys just go in there, get the sweet potato, eat the sweet potato, and spit it out because there's sand on it. And they're like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Well, over time, one of the monkeys figured out that if I wash it off in the water before I eat it, it takes the sand off. So then another monkey saw him doing that. Then another monkey saw him doing that. By the time the whole island of monkeys was washing all of their food off, sweet potatoes that they were getting, and the the water, and they were eating them. At the same time, across the way, I think it's in Indonesia, um, monkeys started washing their food off, and they had zero influence from the, from the monkeys down in New Zealand. Zero. It was completely detached. They didn't even talk to each other. They just started doing it. And there's something about this connective consciousness, collective consciousness that we have. And every organism has it. We have it as humans. Humans are speakers. Humans are antennas. You know, subconscious is a very real thing. Just because the human consciousness thinks we know everything doesn't mean we don't have a subconscious. and doesn't mean that doesn't connect to the people you know or the people you don't even know. We're all humans. You know, there's like this this kind of hive mind aspect to it where it just starts, things just start catching on. And we don't know why. It's can't prove it with science but you know it's like we have this we have this this connection between all of our all of our kind you know wow. humans and so i think it goes in to say like we start talking about this more and this is my hypothesis you know this isn't i have no facts this is just my my hypothesis <laughs> if we all start talking about this and we all start really understanding what's going into our food production What's going into our mouths, how that's affecting our body, you know, like truly understanding the chemicals these farmers are putting on their crops and that you're going to, you're inadvertently putting into your body. I think if we start with that and start talking about it, I think through like kind of that hundredth monkey example, yeah, it's going to happen with us too. And we're just going to start being more and more aware about what's going into our body. Think about it, we're being, we're becoming smarter. We're evolving every single day. Yeah. Part of evolving is also understanding that we need to be conscious about the food we eat so we can have a longer health life or a long, long, we have, uh, our, we have better longevity through the health in our life, you know? Sure. And, um, I think it's really important for us just to, like I said, the first step is talking about it. Yeah. Second steps can be doing something about it. Like calling your senators, beating down doors, you know, mm-hmm. only buying good produce, like organic produce only and making, use, vote with your money. 
That, yes. That's the next thing. Okay, cool. That's first first step, I talk say. about it. Second step, vote with your money. These are two easy things that we can do that we do every single day. We talk to every we talk to people every day and we buy stuff every day. Yes. So talk about the right usually things. Usually to eat. Yeah, usually to eat. That's the number one thing we spend our money on is making sure we're fed and making sure we're watered, make sure we have shelter, right? So first thing we do is talk about the right things, investigate the right things, ask questions about your food. Second thing, vote with your dollars. Vote with good produce. Support the organic farmers that are going through the certification process yes. that are being taxed by the fucking government to do this. Chemical farms aren't taxed, but if you're an organic, you're get, you get taxed with the license, and they come out and inspect your field every single year. Um, you know, and that's how you keep your certification for being organic. Support those farmers that are doing the work to be organic. Yeah. Vote with your dollars. Make a statement with your dollars. It will it will cascade. It will create ripples down the line where the business owner will be like, oh, we didn't make as much money as last time. Why? Why did our organic farm make way more money? You, it, you, that starts the, the thought process to change on a business sense. Mm-hmm. And, these, and, it's, and it's all business. You know, all comes down to business. So how much money I'm making? What makes me more money? Does my organic farm make me more money? Does my conventional farm make me more money? Yeah, so true. So I think, you know, investigating creating discourse yeah and then and then creating action with your money yeah it's probably the three steps the three steps everyone can do it everybody can do it super easy (laughs) you're you're on social media anyways you're googling anyways you're on your computer anyways i know you are don't tell me you're not (laughs) even when you're at work you probably are you know but we can all start we can all start learning and investigating and actually really really do the research so we can talk about the conversations that matter so we can use our money the right way and if we start using our money the right way that will speak because money talks every single time money does talk (laughs) especially in our world absolutely it's very important well, with that, let's take a final uh, dab because we have hit our like hour and a half mark. Oh my god, happy! To... <laughs> yeah, I know I, it goes sorry, so fast. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> it goes by so quickly every time. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, it's already one thirty. Yep. Thank you so much yeah, for, for having me. Just yeah, shedding all the light and knowledge. <laughs> I love it. It's, I dedicate my life to it. And there's a lot of us that are, and some of us are trying to fight the good fight. Some of us are trying to fight the same fight. What do we yeah. do, though, with, like, what we were kind of saying earlier that, like, no one wants to actually, like, no one good that we need in politics actually wants to go into politics? Man. Does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I, I like to think it does, but I don't know. I like to think, I, I like to think more of a grassroots level, you know? Yeah. How do we, how do we as the people do something? Because people at the top aren't going to. They're, they're at the top. That's kind of true. You know, they don't, and it's impossible. If you think about, we can start our own movement. It's unfair for them to kind of understand what happens at the grassroots level because they're just not there. Yeah. Is it wrong? I'm not saying it's right by any means, but it, it's unfair yeah. to, thank you. It's unfair to, to expect them to understand a situation they've never probably been in. Right. Like they have everybody bring them food. You know, they yeah. have, or the White House eats only organic. Yeah. What does the White House know about conventional? Yeah. Oh. So true. Uh, but then we also need to vote with our votes too. But vote yeah. with the dollars is vote so the, uh, yeah. You can absolutely too. participate. I think is the biggest thing. Participate, participate in your society. In life, <laughs> we've gotten very disconnected, and I'm guilty, and everybody, everybody's guilty. Yeah, Us as a society same. is guilty. Yeah. 
I feel like the pandemic, yeah, just let everyone just be like, oh, I'm just going to like close up shop for a little bit, close the brain down for like a year or two. Yep. I think, I think we need to be concerned. Truly. And I think if we, if we do that, we're going to be in a better spot than if we just stick our head in the sand. It's like I said, it starts. That doesn't solve anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But. But just yeah, except, except your head gets all sandy. Then your head gets all sandy <laughs> and it gets dirty. And you don't want that. But I, <coughs> I think if you want to go into politics, that is awesome. If you don't want to go into politics, that's also awesome. I think the most powerful way that we can do this is sure lobbying. Absolutely, if you have the resources, if you have the power, if you have the team, and you want to make a difference in this world, lobby for the health of the future. You know, lo- lobby. Lobby for the right things for the for the for the evolution of society, but I think us 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 guy us little guys you know like <laughs> like the 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 people that do the everyday thing you know that isn't at the top the the ninety nine percent of us I think I think grassroots internal internal investigation external discourse and then utilizing our money in the proper way mm-hmm. just the that that's the most effective way we can construct change because they, they rule their, or rules their world. The, the legislators, um, the, the companies that, that provide all these chemicals is the dollar. It rules the world. It rules my world. Yeah. It has to, you know, because we're businesses yeah. and business relies on money. And it's like I said, I don't think it's some evil empire trying to just poison us. And, 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 and I think it's a lot of a byproduct. Of just us trying to increase food production, because to increase the 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 um, the industrialization of the the of, of livestock of of cultivation, you know. So so interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh well, thanks again yeah, for no. bringing such a great perspective and some great knowledge. Where can people find you <clears throat> and, yeah. and your company if you want to share anything else again about Absolutely. cultured? I would love to. Um, you can always check out our website, culturebiologics.com, um, because all our products we're doing uh, online sale right now. If you buy like a ten plant bundle, forty plant bundle, you're getting our latest our latest products for free. So we're doing. We're I just always, saw that on social media. Yeah, we're always. <laughs> I'm always making new products. I'm always trying to push being being the organic turnkey one stop shop for all your organic goods. So we're always releasing new products to 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 be the organic solution for the conventional products. So instead of using weird synthetic hormones, we can use like plant extracts. And you know, I'm trying to yeah. push the organic model forward. So we're running a deal right now: um, ten plant, forty plant bundles get free uh, carbon-based supplements or all about carbon fertilizers uh, we have a new terpene based fungicide that kills all types mm-hmm. of mold and mildew That's and cool. any type of bud rot so we're putting that if you buy mercenary from us we're putting that in for free um, also because we're just trying to get these materials out to people but outside of our website and outside of our products uh, you can find us on instagram um, cul.tur.ed we have a discord that has almost 40 400 people now so wow. yeah, it's all everybody just sharing their growing knowledge and sharing their growing experiences awesome. and trying to make a like-minded community. Because again, discourse and and conversation and, and working together is our way through this. So that's why we're we're setting up our, our Instagram. I talk to everybody on Instagram. We're setting up Discord so we have our own community of people that wants to share like-minded materials and nice. teach people how to grow and just help people out. You know, that's awesome. uh, we're on Twitter. We're on. I'm constantly making new videos on YouTube now. Sweet. So, okay, we'll have yep. to. 
link this all uh, I'll send up you my YouTube link. on YouTube. And yeah. I got, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm essentially going on there and just giving product details, how to's, how to grow better, what to look for. Awesome. You know, yeah, just trying to, again, help promote the organic movement on how we grow plants organically. It's so, so needed. Yep. So you can find us out on there um, for all of our latest videos, too. Amazing. Thanks yeah. so much, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And as always, stay high. <laughs> <laughs>